All right, we are here with Jeremy Werner of Scout.com. He kind of the, the insider of Champagne knows nearly everything that's going on around the football and basketball programs. Uh, Jeremy, thanks for joining us. It's been it's been a really fun time the last week and a half for for the basketball program, hasn't it? Yeah, Mark can tell you probably this. I mean, we're kind of been covering all bad news for a long time here. It's been great to have some good news, and obviously, uh, Brad Underwood has brought some excitement. And uh, now, uh, after a couple misses on the recruiting trail, he gets the big fish in Chicago, uh, possibly another one. So it's been a lot of fun. What do you guys like about the game of, of Io, and, and how is he going to fit, Mark? I guess we'll start with you. What, what do you like about his game and the potential backcourt of him and Mark? Smith. Well, I like everything about his game except for his shot. You know, I mean, his shot looks weird to me, but uh, but he's quick. He's uh, you know, he can just blow by you. He can get to the basket. He can handle the ball, and he's got a genuine personality. I mean, I think he's. Uh, and I like that in a kid. I like a kid that's got something identifiable about him. And, and, you know, it is not just quiet and sullen in the background. Uh, so I like that. And, uh, and I like that he's from a strong family. I like those things about a kid. And and um, and I like the fact that he had the courage to do this. You know, this is not uh, a slam dunk automatic decision. There's been a lot of kids that have sat in his seat and said no. And um, he was willing to... Uh, roll the dice a little bit and jump in as the first in the class and and um, and and buy in with Coach Underwood and and they did a good job with him too. It's really a, it's a it's a nice success story in terms of a coaching staff doing its job and a family doing its job. Jeremy, what do you like about his game in terms of a fit and, and on the court uh, fit for him at Illinois? Well, first of all, Mark kind of hit. He wants to be at Illinois. Um, you know, other guys have talked about it and thought about it. And- They'll come really close, whether it's uh, Jalen Brunson or so many other recruits before. But um, you know, he wants to be at, at Illinois now. He didn't have you know huge offers. You know, Kansas was a little interested, but he's kind of a backup plan. But for Illinois, this is a, a great get. And what I love about him is he's a legitimately guard in the Big Ten, and Illinois has lacked that for a very, very long time. Not a great shooter, as Mark said. Maybe not an elite athlete. But what he does great is he gets to the rim and he can finish around the rim. I mean, you're going to have a different kind of league guard for Illinois. And then you combine that with Mark Smith, who I think helps make this decision a little easier for Io that he doesn't have to be the kind of savior of the program. He can kind of join uh, forces with Mark and we'll see who else they can get here. But, yeah, I think just getting to the rim at will, being able to score at will and create for others, uh, just breaking down a defense kind of like you saw with Anthony Cowan at Maryland, you know, some of those guys here recently I, I think he brings that and it's just a dynamic they don't always lack and what i do like as well is he gets after it on defense he's a long kid about six four six four and a half uh, athletic and he really works uh on the defensive end and, and really works on his craft he's doing about three or four workouts a day his dad's a big uh, influence there so uh not only does he think he's a star and want to be a star but he puts in the work ethic uh to try and be a star yeah, and that's another guard for Illinois there. At some point, you got to figure maybe a big man's in the future. We are recording this on Wednesday. There's still one more big fish out there. Uh, Talon Horton Tucker of Chicago Simeon. He's number fourth in Illinois, according to 24-7. I think that's probably about right around where you're going to see him. He's a big who can pass. What do you guys like about him? And he will announce on Thursday. This comes out on Friday. He'll announce Thursday where he's going to be. What do you guys like about his game? You know, the curious thing about him, and um, and maybe this is a little bit true of Io too, when you see these kids in high school, um, you wonder what they will physically look like by the time they're actually playing, you know. Um, and first of all, uh, Horton Tucker is really young. 
and he's got that kind of an interesting body. He's a little thicker. He's, uh, you know, do they, what do they want to do with him shape-wise, you know? He, he might end up, as young as he is, he might end up being 6'6", six, six, uh, six, six and a half. I don't know. Do they want him thicker? Do they want him thinner? We know that no matter what, he's got to be able to run. He's got to be able to move. Um, but by the time uh, Fletch gets his hands on him, uh, I'll just be curious to see how they mold him because he's got the interesting body to me. Yeah, Mark, I think you're right. Like when you walk into a gym, sometimes you can just tell, well, that kid's the, the big time prospect, right? But Taylor, you probably wouldn't pick him out. He's, he's an odd body. Um, you know, he's he's not, uh, you know, skinny or jacked or anything like that. Uh, he's got really a high waist. Uh, his, his torso is not that very long. But once he gets on the court, I mean, I've seen him at his worst games, but I've also seen him at some of his best games. He's just got a basketball IQ and a skill set that's really intriguing, especially for this system. You know, he's about 6'4", Six five, but a tough kid. Uh, but what really gets me is his combination of shooting and passing for how big of a body he is. Um, you know, if people watch Thomas walk up at Stephen F. Austin, not the greatest athlete, not the longest guy, but they even used him in kind of that pinch post to kind of initiate the offense mm-hmm. and just use his passing, uh, use the shooting ability and his basketball IQ. I-, I hate to drop his name because he's such an NBA superstar now, but you know, Draymond Green, when he came into Michigan State, uh, kind of a weird body, didn't know uh, how he turned into. Now, I, I don't think the ceiling for Talon is quite that, but I think he'd be a second or third best player on a really good team and, and just be that player who kind of does a little bit of everything for you. Good rebounder, uh, good shooter, good passer, uh, and he's a kid that obviously has won at a high level at Chicago Simeon with the state championship last year. So, yeah, I, I think he'd be a really good fit, really good culture fit as well for what Brad Underwood's looking for with that toughness, that tenacity, and just an overall skill set that makes him very versatile on the court. I agree with that. I mean, those Simeon kids are generally pretty tough anyhow, and, um, you know, it'd be nice to get that that number 25 back in the rotation again. <laughs> What's uh, What does this do if they were to Horton Tucker's between Iowa State, Illinois, and Xavier? Again, that happens on Thursday. But if they can land him, what does this do for, for really Illinois? I, Iowa's big in Chicago. What does this do for really getting that footprint really firmly placed in that city? Well, I mean, it's huge because... You know, you're 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 going in there and pulling two really good kids out of the public league, and um, you know Illinois had great luck with Simeon kids. They've had pretty good luck with Morgan Park kids. If you want to go all the way back to Levi Cobb, um, you know they've 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 done well there, and um, this would be good. And then and then uh, it seems to me it becomes easier then to go get a good big. I mean, there's a. Uh, there's opportunities galore for a, a good big man who's going to have these little fighter jets flying around next to him. And um, uh, But that's got to be, at some point, you got to go get somebody that looks like a basketball player. <laughs> yeah, Mark, I, I think you kind of mentioned it. I mean, I asked Joe Hendrickson, who covers the heck out of the city of Chicago, when the last time Illinois got the top two CPL kids, um, the top two, the last time they got the top two in-state kids uh, was Jeremy Richmond and Myers Leonard. And, those guys are pretty talented. Obviously, didn't work out in the long run with those guys. But um, you know, top two CPL kids, Joe said, never question mark. So uh, probably back to Jimmy Collins era that they've sure. done that. So that that's a huge statement for a guy who for a coach who hasn't coached a game yet at Illinois to come in and get Mark Smith, 
no, Io DeSumo and Taylor Horton Tucker, three of the top, what, five prospects in the state the last two years. That That's a heck of a statement and uh, really builds it up. I mean, Adam Miller's at Morgan Park with DeSumo. Illinois has done well there anyway because he's from Peoria Manual. But, you know, DeSumo going there opens his eyes a little bit more. Francis Okoro, big man out of Normal West, uh, has a really good connection uh, with Illinois and Io DeSumo as well. And then EJ Liddell is really close with Mark Smith. Talent wants to play with talent. That's why all those kids go to Kentucky. It's why all those kids go to Duke and Kansas, and they want to play for a coach who wins. And even though uh, Underwood hasn't done it yet at Illinois, unlike John Gross, he's done it at a high level before he got to Illinois, including uh, the Power Five level. So uh, I think it just shows that this coaching staff, the connections with Chin Coleman, the success that Brad Underwood has had, uh, is paying off without even playing a game. And then you put wins behind that, you put a fun style of play behind that. I'm with Mark. I think uh, the these big men who are going to see Finky and Black graduate after 2019, uh, whether it's Liddell or Okoro, and, and they see that group of guards, I think they're going to be a lot more interested in coming to Illinois. It kind of snowballs on itself. Which makes uh, Brad Underwood Lovey Smith's best friend, really, because <laughs> because people are – basketball – excuse me, football has been kind of hard to watch at times, and and um, and I I will be the first to admit that I get frustrated. I think anyone who watches it gets frustrated. Some of the 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 run breakdown, run defense breakdown things are just frustrating. You know when you when you see Minnesota run the same play over and over and over again and and being unable to stop it. Um, um, and and it gives people something to look forward to. And that said, you know, and I know I've I've did that this week and. I know you've done it too, Jeremy, where you just you got to remind people what we're dealing with here in football. Football's a different animal. Football's hard to turn. It takes more time. And I, 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 I have my, my um, quibbles with Lovey on some things, mostly in his uh, unwillingness to be an enthusiastic um, voice of the program. But uh, I do not disagree with how he's going about this. I... I absolutely think this freshman group is special. I'm totally behind the idea of investing in them, playing them, living with their mistakes. Uh, I wish there weren't so many. He does too. And um, and trying to get there. I think this is the right way to go about it. But the growing pains are painful. And, um, you know, sometimes you just sit there and want to bang your head on the table a little bit. But, and I'm yeah. sure that's how they feel too. I was talking to Artie Nickerson about it and, and he was just he was shaking his head. He says, you can't imagine how, how frustrating it is sometimes. Yeah, I think sometimes we got to remind ourselves that the Lovey's taking over for the worst coach in Illinois history, Mark. I mean, can, can, can we put it that? I mean, the recruiting mistakes he made, the embarrassment he brought to the university, yeah. uh, and all, all the, you know, we got to remember that's what he took over and that this is his first recruiting class. It's year two, I know that, but I call it year one. And are there things about year one that I'm not happy about with the coaching staff? Certain things. But I do know they're not playing with a full deck and not even close to it. Um, and what I see out of these freshmen, you got to remind yourself, 21 true freshmen, most in the country, uh, started 14 true freshmen, uh, 11 of their 13 offensive touchdowns are freshmen. Four of their top six receivers are freshmen. Their top two rushers and three of the top four are freshmen. Uh, three of their starting offensive linemen are freshmen. And the fourth is a redshirt freshman. It's like... You're, you're just not playing with a Big Ten hand there, and uh, they probably won't even be next year, you know, but I, I think you're going to see strides next year while some other programs slide down a little bit. I, I think you knew coming into this year it was going to be bad, 
but you can never prepare yourself for how painful that is. Like, even if you know uh, the season's going to be painful, watching it is a different thing when you just can't match up physically, uh, strength-wise in the trenches. Uh, but that's been an issue for Illinois for the last four or five years, and I'm very encouraged by what this offensive line's doing the last couple weeks, how it's growing. I'm encouraged by the level of athlete they have on uh, in the secondary right now at wide receiver when you had Epstein in there at running back, and now you're seeing a little bit of Cam Thomas. I think they're going about this the right way. I, are all my questions answered about Lovey Smith's college coach, his coaching staff? No, but I don't think we can make a full evaluation of them until they get at least three recruiting classes in here, and that's still two years away. It's a frustrating process, but it's kind of where they were left, and you know, seeing national media talk about Lovey Smith's buyout and how terrible it's gone here so far, well, they're just not really um, – you know, in the know of what's going on here and how pot committed Josh Whitman is, how patient Josh Whitman is, even if for him, this has got to be frustrating to watch as well. And we'd all love to see at least three or four wins or, you know, two more or three more wins this year. Uh, it's just the reality of the situation that uh, this is a long, painful rebuild. But I'm, I'm still encouraged by, you know, these freshmen who are basically the best players on the team already. Yeah, and Josh is Josh is going to be patient. This is Josh's show. Um, he's going to be patient. He he knows. He's a football guy. Um, the other the thing that I wish I had a little better handle on, and um, I'm glad Cam Thomas played this last weekend. I wish Cam Thomas had played earlier. But um, is is that you know have we have we seen anybody that's a long term quarterback answer yet? Uh, yeah. We just don't know enough about Cam to know that. Um, you know, kind of lost in the shuffle last week, and it was a shuffle last week, is that Jeff George actually threw the ball pretty well, you know, and, and uh, didn't turn it over. Um, but but we need I, – I want to see more of Cam. I want, and and I, it's, it's hard to see all we want to see because I don't think he has enough knowledge of the, of the playbook to really – Hand him the keys and just say, "Go, kid." You know, I don't think they can do that yeah. with him. So, um, that, yeah, that's he, the rotation. He, he barely uh, got to stand in the pocket in high school. He was on a terrible team. Uh, most of his teammates transferred to Homewood Flossmoor, which is one of the top teams in the country. If he would have played with that team, I think he would have had a lot more Power Five offers. But I know Garrick was watching him, and I was. Uh, I got to see him a couple times in camps when uh, Illinois was really recruiting him. And I, you see all the tools. I mean, he's got four or five speeds, one of the top three guys uh, speed-wise on the team. Um, he's got a good arm. He can make those throws. It's just he doesn't have any experience really as a pocket passer. He shouldn't be out there. I mean, most of these guys shouldn't be out there, right, right. but he gives them a, a better chance to win than some of these guys. And I'm with you, Mark. I'd like to see more of him, and I know Garrick does too. Uh, Garrick planned on not having to play him this year, but at this point, let's get him ready for 2018, give him the keys, see what he can do with it. And if he doesn't, uh, then you got Karan Taylor and Jay Rivers, a couple of other great athletes with good arms uh, coming in as well. But that that is the situation that needs to take care of itself. I mean, you're going to grow. You're going to get stronger on the offensive and defensive lines. I think we see the level of athlete, the level of size they're adding up there. That's just going to take time. But the quarterback is the most important position there. Uh, you know, are, are we going to have our answers at the end of the year? No. Are we going to have it by the end of next year? Well, hopefully we have a, a much better idea of, what the floor, what the ceiling can be with those kids. That's right. You got it. Yep. Jeremy, hey, I appreciate it. I know you're busy and you got a busy couple days. Hopefully we can do this again. I really appreciate it. it Thanks, Jeremy. Yeah, anytime. Thanks, Joey. Thanks, Mark. Have a good one.